0: Warning, this podcast contains rude, crude, and prude language which might burn your ears if you listen to it for too long. Listener discretion is advised.
1: But yeah, so I'm excited about that card for some reason and it's blue. F me. I hate myself for liking it. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for crimes they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm in the ass prison to the Canadian Underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them. Maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Everybody was metagaming against each other because we saw each other's decks. Jay Boosh.
2: I'm not going to ask a homeless guy for a deck idea, okay? I'm going to give the guy some change, and, you know, I'll probably half my sandwich.
0: Smitty. Just completely edit
1: out Jay Bush, like, out uh, the whole thing. Scotty.
3: But what is it with people that live in French countries that like blue-white control? Are you guys just, like, you have that big of a chip on your shoulder? Like, what is it?
0: And now, The a
3: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of The A-Team Podcast. This is Scotty Mack, and I'm here with our three wonderful co-hosts, uh, <laughs> KYT... Jay and Smitty, what's up guys? How you doing?
1: Hi, Mr. Scotty Mack. Hello.
3: Hi, Scotty. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> it's it's uh it's been an extremely long week of uh almost no sleep and lots of screaming and screaming and screaming. So uh it's been awesome. I just wanted to uh give a shout out to uh our pseudo sponsor, because once again this podcast is brought to you by the letter M. <sighs> yeah, <I'm getting> <laughs> drunk <laughs> It's is the first beer I've had in, like, three weeks, and it's delicious. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: nice. So, since I've been under a, a rock for the last little bit and kind of catching a little bit here and there, um, what's going on in the magic world here? What's happening? I,
1: I hear there's a, a corset coming out. <laughs> I don't know what a corset is, but uh, I see a lot of vanilla cards that were spoiled.
3: Okay, so are we going to talk about that today then?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we should. <laughs> all right,
3: sounds good. So, uh, is there anything else happened before we get knee deep into this? Anyone else want to talk about anything else? What's new and exciting? I Jesse?
1: think. I, no, I think I finally built a tier one deck, but we'll get to that too.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, so, go ahead. I'm I'm sorting and taking a picture of all the packs I've won from playing Commander.
1: There you go. <laughs> and you know what else actually? The bannings on M2GO went into effect yesterday and I think the uh banning or yesterday meaning the 29th of June. And then today, the thirtieth, is uh paper ban, right? So Stoneforge and Jace are officially gone.
2: Yes. Tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. The like first, it's the okay. it's the first, yeah.
1: Gotcha. So um Bye bye. <laughs> I, my <laughs> is really
3: awesome. I K- Kyt, you had one more tournament, didn't you? With uh, yeah, with yeah, all these I cards, I had one more
0: tournament with these cards with my lovely Stone uh, stoneforge Played Twin Blade, managed to top eight the last major like local tournament uh, that we had, and Twin Blade was definitely uh the best.
3: So, question then, real quick about stack. it about it being oh, that, the best uh, deck
0: um that long gone format
3: <laughs> yeah so question then why did why did it take us so long like we all talked about the capacity of shoveling the splinter twin combo into the Coblade deck like was it just the best deck now or was it always the best deck and we were just too
0: stubborn to realize it i think it might have always been the best deck i i like didn't get myself into the that deck because of my experience with Darkblade and you know earlier splashes of red were I thought um, the the man there was clearly some mana issues with with the regular uh, Cobblade and, and now like to have to splash like something that requires double red I was sort of hesitant uh, on doing that Jay what.
3: I understand yeah, who- that you're having a lot of fun sorting all of your commander spoils.
1: Yeah, but it's making it's a really- fucking racket. God damn
2: it. Sorry. Thank <laughs> you. It's distracting me. It's fun.
1: <laughs> Mute your shit.
2: <laughs> Fine.
0: Okay. Anyway, so that I'm back <laughs> so I can think. Um I think like look like Jerry Jerry's recommended dark blade at one point and I played those decks and thought the mana was completely inconsistent. Uh, but here, I don't know, maybe it's just too powerful. Um, your opponents have to play in such a way that like they can't tap out. And that's like extremely powerful, especially if you don't even have the combo. So you're just like bashing their face with batter skull. Like, I mean, I think just, just the fact that you might have it is just so powerful. And, um, but I still don't like Blue Red Splinter Twin. I don't know why, even though that's a two-color deck, I always end up having too many tectonic edges and missing that one extra red that I need to win that game. So my experience with that has been uh not as good as with uh Twin Blade, funnily enough. Uh a Twin Blade playing no tectonic edges and And I seem to be happier with the mana. Yeah, you know what?
1: Three colors almost works better than two colors, I think, because of dual lands. I don't, it's awkward, but it's like completely true because you get dual lands and then you get either four fetches in color or eight fetches in color, depending on like if you're doing wedge colors or whatever.
0: Right. Like, uh, we'll talk about your grr list uh, later, (laughs) but uh, it's like playing rug. Or I felt more comfortable uh, with the mana based and than, than playing blue red where I really, really uh, wanted to cast certain spells or uh, just I just don't like tectonic edge.
3: <laughs> well yeah. the green the green does a really good job too in the rug list of, of- You know, helping that, right? I mean, if you were to play, you know, green in, if you were to somehow play green in the deck instead of another color, or maybe, you know, whatever, like Birds of Paradise or something would severely help, you know, any of your mana issues or concerns. I mean, that's just what they do. So, I don't know if it's, um, I think the eight color fetches is, the eight on color fetches is the key. Um, you know, because it does kind of make you mostly immune to tech edge. And, I mean, as long as you're playing some sort of life gain or, or you know, doing the most powerful thing that you can by tapping out for an infinite combo, um, it's, it's probably going to be fine. So about your rug list, Smitty, like, it looks like I, I'm just going over casually, you know, some of the standard daily uh, results for... <laughs> Casually. ...today. And it just so <laughs> happens that your list has, uh, with you as the pilot, you 4 to daily today. You know
1: it. Tore it up. The deck is uh, performing really well. I mean, I've been testing the crap out of this thing, so I'm extremely confident with it, and I feel like I have a lock on the meta, because like, everyone's just using the twin Vala um, uh, vamps and RDW, and it's pretty consistent, so... The deck's like prepped. Like, if I could enter a PTQ right now, oh my gosh, it would just be so good, dude. I I feel like I just got a huge lock on it, the format right now. So, <clears throat> but yeah, the deck's like just got the land destruction theme and it's just super tight now. And it's similar to like angles in terms of funness. Like, every pretty much every pod deck is super fun. So, uh, but basically, you just blow up lands and just gain a, a tempo game and it just kind of demolishes. Uh but that was the first daily I entered I went four oh. Uh someone else on Twitter went three one with it this morning, so it's definitely uh definitely showing up. So we'll see how it goes once the metagame gets moved out, maybe uh we can get some people writing about the deck. <laughs>
3: I've been watching this list uh, mature for a while, and there's a couple changes that I'm noticing specifically in this list um, that I want to just mention real quick, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. You added... No, Raging Ravines have always been there, right? Like the, when, I, when I watched you and KYT playing, I think that was what you used to bait out his Spreading Seas, right? Yep. Okay. They've been in the, there. Then the major card, the the awesome surprise, is the Junk Common, the Totem guide heart beast (laughs) yeah that's the new addition (laughs) now uh, obviously a two five at the five slot in the curve is totally what you're going for but it also has this awesome (laughs) ability to you know fetch an aura like oh i don't know splinter twin
1: or something exactly yeah
3: this sounds awful it's it's
1: my least favorite card in the deck (laughs) but it's uh you can win out of nowhere. You can just be sitting with an obstinate baloth on the board, um, and an exarch, and like, or not even an exarch. You can basically get your exarch out and the totem guide, and then just win in a ne- the next turn. So it it's just like kind of a surprise factor, um, and uh, an additional way to tutor up. It really makes sure if you need splinter twin, you're going to find it. But it is my least favorite card in the deck.
3: Now you moved Irabrask the Hidden to the sideboard. Um, did you find that he was just generally underperforming, or like were you like w- you you got to be bringing that in for Twin and Valakut matchups, right?
1: Yeah, he um, not Valakut because it doesn't really. I don't know. It's okay against Valakut, but um, it is good against Twin, and it's it's actually good against vampires. But um, yeah, he was performing fine. It's just I needed. I needed the totem guide and the slimes are kind of the point and I didn't, I couldn't really remove the slimes. So that was the reasoning for that, but
3: nice. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what of these uh, decks did you end up playing against? Cause it looks like uh, there's, there's quite a, a wide variety of stuff in this, uh, in this daily in particular.
1: What? Oh, what? Did, oh, I played against two mono black decks that were, um, it's like a mid range deck that did well on magic league. It's got Obliterators and Vampire Nighthawks and Lash Rice and stuff. Um, dude, just all the tap effects like Frost Titan and Deceiver Exarch completely locked down Obliterator. I'm not scared of that card. As soon as they drop it, which is like turn four, they put you on maybe a three turn clock, maybe four. So it's, it just it lets you have so much time to finish the game. But uh, So I got through two mono black decks. I played my buddy Sandy Dog MTG. Um, and he was rocking Grixis Twin, which uh, I think it could be a deck. Although the triple mana base is fairly tough, especially when you're playing against Slimes, though. <laughs> and then the uh, the last round, I actually did split with a uh, fellow Twitter follower, and he let me have the four O. So. And uh, who was it? Uh, what was he playing with? Um, you know, I don't know what he was playing. He he. Would, we He's just got
2: scoop got by on celebrity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got behind <laughs> Celebrity Status. 4
2: Celebrity Status. Well, I gave Ow. him the
1: extra pack for the split, so... He made out. He made out by, like, four bucks.
2: Nice. Yeah,
1: mm. it was a good time.
0: I, like, I really love this deck, um... And, uh, it's, Jesse, you were the first one to to come up with this... Con- that, I, that I've read, so... Well,
1: and here's the, uh, one more thing, too, by the way. I've seen other lists going around, and, uh... I actually think that um, Fauna Shaman is wrong because then you're running Birds, Cobra, Fauna, which is fine, but you're way more prone to Pyroclasm effects. And this deck doesn't necessarily do that. I do have Cobra and Birds and Nest Invader. However, like you don't need to overextend in this deck because you can just kind of win with, um, with the combo. So um, <clears throat> I guess you could with Fauna, but you always almost want Fauna out so, it, I don't know, it. it's much more resistant to Pyroclasm than most any of my other green decks I've ever built.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying how interesting. Uh, there's been many articles, even on SCG. Uh, there's Tim Landale, who posted something that's a completely different direction with Jace Bellrin's main. There's Adam Koska that's posted on TCG. There's just a bunch of different versions. So I feel like, you know, as a brewer, you can take this, like, rug uh shell with spl- splinter twin there's a lot of room to play with with these like singletons i think it's a deck that's a lot of fun
1: <laughs> yeah you're right the two it can it can really adapt with all the singleton stuff and um i mean i'm sure you could even go into other colors and everything but i think i mean the <laughs> splinter twin combo
0: is absolutely correct 'Cause I've seen you like you've had Mastercore, I've seen other lists with like Precursor Golem, one with out, one with like Sphinx of Lost Truth. It's like it's like so many possibilities and uh Yeah, I just I just wonder what the op- optimal list will look like, you know.
1: Yeah, once once the meta evens out I'm sure there will be an optimal list. But right now Frost Titan is an all star. He puts in so much work. Yeah, it's crazy how good Frost Titan is right now.
3: Well, with with everybody now having to go back to Titans, right? Because that's sort of where everyone's headed, especially with M12 on the horizon. Yeah. You know, we're going back to the Battle Cruiser Magic. I mean, that's when Frost Titan was king, was when Valakit was on top of the heap. So it's not a, not surprising at all uh, to see that as, yeah. as the case. And people aren't really running much
1: spot removal other than, like, dismembers and bolts. Which, you know, obviously doesn't kill a Frost Titan. So yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've had a Frost Titan die since I've been testing this deck.
3: So for those of you that don't know, obviously Smitty's got uh, a million and one uh, videos and such up with uh, both he and KYT as well um, on uh, 60cards.com. So you can check that out. It's under the Gur section, G-U-R. <laughs> and I don't, and I, I can't tell if it's because he wants to be different or if he wants to try to right. pretend like he's tro- he's trolling for a, a a bear, you know, in a bar <laughs> like the Blue Oyster. Gur, yeah. a
1: little bit of both. Yeah, it's all so. good. <laughs>
3: So Jerry's uh, latest list this week, or latest article, uh, talks a lot about uh, all the new decks that could be in the metagame and, and what it's shaping up to to look like or potentially. And uh, Jesse got a little shout-out in that. He made a, a comment about Mindhammer potentially being a... <laughs> I gotta... Damn it, I have to log into my email now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: a potential player? I don't know who <laughs> they yeah, it was something along those lines.
3: Well, I can't you know, remember. Exactly. It's interesting too because, like, your the Mindhammer list has always been really strong. Like, I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty aggressive. I mean, Koth really does a lot of heavy lifting in that deck, and he really is sort of you know the secret, the secret weapon in there because if you can get him out early, it, he, he does a lot of work. Well, um, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, with with this one, of course. <laughs> yeah, he, he calls it a poorly named deck. Um, yeah. So he actually suggests you play cards like, you know, Destructive Force and, you know, Shrine of Burning Rage and stuff to to push the the damage through. And Tezzeret's Gambit and Slagstorms.
1: Yeah, his list looks super good. I liked it a lot.
0: It's but, not... Is it his or is... No, it's when he found. It's he found, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? But, yeah, yeah. By somebody named uh, named Kaitsu. So I, huh. shrines are crazy. Like you could just like sit there do nothing, and then like <laughs> next thing you know, it's got eight counters or something. Ridiculous. Yeah, well,
3: especially if you're proliferating the shit out of it anyway, right? And casting red spells. I mean, that seems to help with that one. But I mean, they're all pretty good. I mean, even the white one spits out a. Its- a sea of dudes you know like it's <laughs> it's pretty good i mean those two are are definitely the best of the bunch i mean i wouldn't you know i wouldn't look forward to j- or cranking up any of the others but um i i thought that uh overall it was just it was really neat to see and i mean with the new with the new chandra that's coming out i mean the the red commitment becomes a lot less so it allows you to take it into a lot of different directions
0: so it's uh it's certainly something that uh that I'm looking forward to seeing for sure. Uh while we're on this article uh, Scott, did you I forget if did you ever get to try Juice's uh Forge Master? Absolutely. I played the shit out of it. So um, I was wondering how it looks uh in this meta game. What do you, what's so your... as,
3: as soon as Jace got banned, or as soon as Jason announcement got banned, I, I instantly because I had a ton of time. Um, I've been brewing like crazy on Cockatrice. a ton of different blue-black stuff, and I've been seeing a few lists um, kind of coming out. And I tried Forge Master for a while, but I felt like it really lost um, a lot of velocity. Right, it, it, two reasons for that. Uh, number one is you aren't guaranteed your turn three dig spell, like you either had Tezzeret or Jace that you could play on turn three with that deck. And so you're, you're basically going, okay, well I'm either going to brainstorm for three to find my forge master or whatever card I need to get there, or I'm going to just impulse to find it right with Tezzeret. And so between that is five ability. Uh, <laughs> forge master is, it's a lot worse. Um, but I mean, like that's maybe the metagame changes so that it's fine, you know, but with Dismember running as rampant as it is, even with Spellskite to kind of protect, it's still not good enough. I just—it's missing that—it's missing the dig, in my opinion. So,
0: yeah. Well, speaking of which, Jesse, when someone has Spellskite against your deck, I'd have to look at your deck list again. Yeah. You have to either acidic slime them or just kill them with Vengevines, right? Like to oh, get or like,
1: yeah, or raging Intervenes or Frost Titans or. What okay. I, I mean, there's so many creatures, but yeah, yeah, you just got to beat them down.
0: Okay, but you can still combo off if you can if you slime to Skite. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Um, and sometimes, like, that's your best route to victory. But uh, that's what's so good about the deck. Like, not one thing stops it. It's not very narrow at all. It's
0: always these mono redless. Furn- <laughs> as we're on, still on this article, furnace scamp. I'm still not sold on this little dude, but.
1: Furnace Camp, the one one guy that <laughs> sacks
2: three. Sacks three, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, I don't. I'm not sure about him either. He did. He got in. Uh, like he effectively
2: does four is the big deal about him, right?
1: Yeah, it's, he's like four damage for 1s. If like you can do that, he's great. But the thing is, if you're
3: blocking him, yeah, you're not blocking with Goblin that. Guide. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's the
2: it's thing just, is the thing is that he's he's a threat always on the board. Like even if you, because people always say like, oh, he's bad if you. Stick a, block, uh, like stick a blocker but like he's only bad if you stick a blocker and then you also the other player doesn't get any other thing on the board right because the problem with the furnace camp is that you always have to block it or kill it otherwise you it's a free four damage that a lot of people forget about it kind of yeah. and like the new red deck wins kind of operates sort of like vamps in the way that you just play like pulse tracker which is like nina's favorite card and you just like a, like and they're bad those are bad creatures but you attack with them and they they create a two-point damage thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of value, and and plus the fact that
3: you've got to sacrifice them after you deal that damage is totally relevant with Grim Lavromancer coming back too. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, like I don't care if you kill it because I'll just Grim Lavromancer you anyway, and if you don't kill it, then that's six damage instead of you know none. So. So what are you going to be playing, Scott?
0: <laughs> oh, I, I have no idea. Um,
3: <laughs> it's been really tough. It'll be it'll be some sort of control deck, I'm sure. I mean, I've you know I'm gonna probably try some blue white and blue black. I might try um, you know some combination thereof uh, with with uh, some of the M12 cards that are coming now. Of course, I, I may play the hell out of a, a Grixis Mind list too. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I I really like the idea of playing a, a Super Friends list. I mean, we can just proliferate the hell out of everything these days. So
0: we'll see. Mm we'll see. I like I saw Brad Nelson fiddle around on MTGO with some proliferate thrumming bird deck. <laughs> yeah, it was it was
3: a yeah, uh, an architect I deck.
0: Too. <laughs> I That's mean, funny. A lot of interesting decks and uh but uh this format isn't going to last that long as we have the upcoming core set, which I think is only going to
2: make things messier. <laughs> Well, we'll have, what, like, eight sets in standard? Seven sets in standard?
3: Yeah, with no Jace and no uh, Stoneforge Mystic.
2: It's
1: going to be pretty cool.
3: <laughs> He's so happy. I really am, man. <laughs> so legit. See, now all you need to do is fucking go out to more Star City events and, you know, oh, get out come there. come on. Come on, Jesse. You got a top eight Seattle. <laughs> oh, dude, I I can't wait to go. I'm
1: pretty pretty sure it's going to be a go. Excellent. So I'll see you guys there in Seattle. Jay, you going to go?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'm going to probably get the time off work for sure.
1: <laughs> How's that been going? Any luck?
2: Nope. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so I just keep crossing my fingers, but that doesn't yeah. work as good as it used to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see some SCG tournaments that aren't just Cobblade on Cobblade on Cobblade on Spinner Twin. That'll be interesting.
0: (laughs) There's going to be a lot of Splinter twin. I think.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I just want to get interested in the format again. Like, I find it. even hearing you guys talk about it, I'm just, like, so bored. Uh, (laughs) Like, just from the, from, like, of the format, I'm just bored with the format, right? Nothing's as fun as playing EDH for achievements. And, like, because I've stopped playing Standard for so long, that's all I've been playing, so, like, I just hope that something comes along that makes me want to actually play Standard again. Yeah.
0: Like, so many people have been asking for that EDH achievement list, so... Like, I've I've been getting more than a few emails about it. I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah.
2: Can- <laughs> yeah, I, like, might write it into an article. I don't know. I mean, I you know, don't, it's, don't have it's, a job. So don't you,
3: don't you like, it. owe an article to 60 cards? So <laughs> yeah. you just write <laughs> oh, it about the geez. achievements? So now it's like, all oh, your article could just be, so I got bitched into this, and this is what I've got to do. So here's my article.
2: Uh, I like
3: playing EGAs for achievements. Yeah. Here they are. No, I'm Thanks. Not really Done. <laughs>
2: yeah i could do that i could do that how long is that bet how old is it like a year now almost yeah yeah. it's almost a year year. jesus man that's a long fucking time that we've known each other i guess already yeah
3: are you gonna like wax all depressing on us like (laughs) jesus christ
2: i was just saying i can't believe i've lasted this long putting up with your shit
3: Oh, that's fair.
1: <laughs> for serious, you get hella pissed.
2: <laughs>
0: Actually, it couldn't be a year. We're only episode forty-two, so we missed some weeks, though. Right, yeah. right. We're getting close to our one-year anniversary. That's what yeah. we are. Isn't if that we...
2: August or something? We should get we should get <laughs> dug on for. <laughs> For our anniversary guest, Doug Potter. He wanted on at the beginning, right?
3: <laughs> should we have a, uh, should we have, well, everyone does their, their open call session. So we can just like give people a call in number to just call in and, and we can yell at them and then hang up <laughs> and on them.
2: then hang up. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> or
3: even, even better. Maybe we'll do something. We'll be like, give us your phone number and we'll call you. We'll call random people from Skype. Yeah. I
1: yeah. Yeah. Definitely bust
2: some prank calls. <laughs> definitely, definitely.
3: Jerky boys up in the shit.
2: <laughs> That'd be that so was awesome. True.
3: But
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I hope that uh, just like to to round off our our standard discussion. I just hope that something comes along that I actually want to play. Because other than that, it's been just really lots of EDH achievements. Whoop whoop. I do
1: love <laughs> achievement points. I'll give you that.
2: Oh man, and like playing them for packs is even way better. More oh, better. That time. is
1: sweet. That is sweet. Yeah, I gotta have prizes on the line to be able to do anything fun. <laughs> <laughs> like Ch- when me Ch- and my wife Ch- play games, you know, I just play for blowies. <laughs> 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 just kidding.
0: <laughs> so, um, have you guys seen the spoilers? We did talk about some of them last time, right? Like uh, we did talk about Grimline Almanac, I think. Yeah, but it wasn't a lot
3: of them, just a couple that we made mention of.
0: And, like, the fake Garooks that got Jesse all, like, touching his...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Got me, rub it on, my Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking
1: forward to new Garook. They still have yet to spoil him. I'm thinking they might do it tonight. (laughs) Uh, He better not cost five mana, though.
3: No, that would be insane. He'll be another four mana, but I'm not... I wouldn't be surprised to see him at 3 green in 1 and have him be really strong. Like I oh, I really wouldn't be surprised. What about 2 green in 1
1: and be really strong? <laughs> no, well
3: they won't know. I don't I don't what think about that's possible green. I see, I don't okay. I would be hard-pressed to believe that he's going to be anything less than double green. Like I realized that with Chandra they wanted to go, you know, they, they gave her a single red, but I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that nobody ever played Chandra anything Every. because it was like double red. I was like, fuck, this isn't worth splashing two red for. <laughs> so yeah. now they, they made her one. She's worth, she's splashable in a lot of different decks and she might be fine. But Garouk was, you know, solid at double green. You needed to be at least somewhat rooted in there. I mean, a lot of his abilities had, his ability with the mana fixing and stuff. That was so green, anyway, I mean, can you imagine splashing garuk to be able to untap two lands? like it would have been almost as bad as fucking reflecting pool of vivid lands, like come yeah.
1: on now, yeah anyways, yeah, I'm really excited about Chandra and and what she's gonna bring to the table. I think she's way better than some people are saying,
3: so for those of you that haven't seen the spoiler and we've been talking about this Chandra card, Jesse, why don't you go ahead and read the card for everyone so that they can catch up to speed here? Yeah, boy. Um, Well, apparently they've not updated their card image gallery.
1: So let me find it really quick on MTG Salvation.
2: Didn't we tell you to do that before the cast started?
1: Yes. Well, no. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm just scrolling to her. So STFU, bitch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So so she's
1: three colorless and a red, three loyalty. And uh, so plus one, Chandra the Firebrand is her name, deals one damage to target creature target creature or player so the other one was only player so now you can blast cobras on a ramped chandra you can kill cobra like turn three if you're on the play that's like super strong um minus two when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn copy that spell and then you may choose new targets for the copy so uh some of the things flores mentioned in his article was uh like a goblin grenade for 10 It's pretty awesome. Although you would have to sack two goblins. Um, And then minus six. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Oh, you don't? No, the sacrifice is is
3: part of the cost.
1: Oh, I see. So it just copies the spell. Okay, okay, word. Um, Minus six. Chandra the Firebrand deals six damage to each of up to six target creatures and or players. So fairly okay ultimate. A little bit weak, but... um, yeah, I just think she has a lot of applications that uh, you kind of have to play to find.
3: Well, she still takes care of Titans, right? Like, when she blows up the world, she'll kill everything Titans and lower. So that's that's fine.
2: Sort of, but, like, how is she living that long? Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: it's interesting you say that, because they've got... Uh, one of the other things that Flora said you could do with her is imagine using her minus two on Tezzeret's Gambit. So... I mean, yeah, granted, she's going to be around because she's going to minus two and then get two and minus two and get two, but everything else around her, like... I mean, you throw this in a Super Friends list and this is crazy fuel for the fire. Because you're going to yeah. get Proliferate twice for each of your guys, plus you're going to draw four cards.
1: Seems Super fine. Friends is going to be mad legit. I think blue White Red's definitely a deck with her.
3: But, I mean, she fits into the Grixis theme too with Tesseret, right? So, I mean... Absolutely. You still get there as well.
1: I really like her with, like, just, like, removal or something crazy with, like, Red Sun Zenith or uh, Super Koth mana with her. Like, she's just going to be awesome. Yeah. And it just gives you another reason to ramp on turn two in that Tezzeret deck.
3: Yeah. And the trolls are all going to say, yeah, of course Planeswalkers are good when you have spells to protect them. (laughs) Herp-a-derp. Shut up.
1: (laughs) And you know what card's going to be played a whole lot more? Is mental misstep. I think goblins is going to be a deck, and or there's going to be a lot of red spells, which means like bolts. And then goblin decks or red decks are going to have to play mental misstep just to counter mental missteps. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a mental misstep haven, dude.
3: I can see an environment where you know, like a blue white or blue black player is going to basically against mono red upgrade their counter spells. You know, from mana leaks and spell pierces or whatever to, like, flash freezes and missteps. Because they're totally just hard counters against their decks.
1: Yeah. We'll
3: see. It's going to be fun.
1: is going to be really good for a couple months, I think.
3: Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know. I think it's going to be better after rotation. Uh, because the Ley Lines likely haven't been printed, right? So, Ley Line of Sanctity really is the only boner card. Um, that really kind of screws them, but once that goes, there's I don't see anything stopping Red Deck from just fucking top eight monster.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think people be really ready for Red, and it might not be as good as people think. But then it'll like come out and steal a tournament after a few weeks or something like. that. Also, Fire time.
3: Firewalker goes too, right? So,
1: yeah, true. But then Red Deck's gonna be a lot slower once rotation hits, especially if they don't reprint like Goblin Chieftain or a few of those other cards.
3: Well, they still have Goblin Arsonist. Guide. They still have Goblin Fire Slinger. Right. Is the, we talked about that. The one mana fucking Goblin Tim.
1: Yeah, they lose Lightning Bolt though, and uh, like yeah. Chandra's Phoenix will be in it, which is a three drop, which is just like quite a bit slower, but yeah, it'll but still they, have a lot of reach and still it'll has be really shock, good.
3: right? Still has shock. Uh, yeah. Still has and it an, gets incinerate. So there's still a ton of burn, and Fling is still there too. By the way.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of options. I'm not saying it won't be. I think it will be. uh, Red deck's always a deck.
3: And then, of course, the best red one-drop ever. But, hey. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, KYT, what card, a couple cards that stand out to you that you're really excited about? Well, Jens is back. That's the... When I first started to get into uh, competitive magic, I think Solemn's and was one of the uh, cards that I played in a green-black... My green black death cloud deck, I think he was nice. part of that, and uh, very excited to see him because, and I don't know, of course, how good he's going to be in this uh, meta game of uh, splinter twins and such, but I, I do, I would imagine he, <laughs> I imagine he's, he, but he, he was a great card when when I first played him, he was one of the best cards. I had like two play sets of him or something like that, so uh, definitely really happy to see him back the um he,
1: going back to the girdeck <laughs> i think he's perfect in it is like at least a one of pod target he does so much work with birthing pod right he fetches a land yeah and draws you a card draws you a card <laughs> so like it, cards that come in and give value and leave and give value is just insane with birthing pod um you know and he's great is just like a blocker against red deck or whatever, because you're going to get value out of him no matter what.
3: You're going to see him, in, uh people will try to pair him up with Venser to abuse the land ramp, and you'll see people playing him in Tesseret because he fixes land and you know becomes a five five, and then gives you a card when he dies, and there'll be all sorts of crazy shit going on. I mean, he's even fine with Thronegeth and those strategies too, right? So,
1: yeah, he is smart. for sure. The uh, don't forget Swift
2: Foot Boots, by the way our new oh you're, you're welcome for spoiling that <laughs> by the way what do you mean uh if you go look at the picture it says that it's credited to me what where the, like like the picture of swiftwood boots that i put up on or that somebody else put up on salvation is from me taking a picture of it and posting it on twitter <laughs> <laughs> like i i spoiled Boots.
1: what <laughs> really yeah Nuh-uh. Yes. Like you were the first one to see it, so you posted it on Salvation.
2: Yeah, like I'm not saying I got the spoiler or anything. I'm just saying like, I spoiled it. I <laughs> I was the first person, I guess, to put it online. Like I'm sure somebody what? else saw it before me, but yeah. What? Where's the photo credit show? It's in the it's in the actual thread of of it's like so if you go to Swift with Boots on what and then you Salvation click the link underneath and, and it you says, click the link yeah and it so says where is it? let's go to let's find it Swift.
0: I see. It. These pics are courtesy of Jay Boosh on Twitter. <laughs> what? how do you? Get oh my a god! <laughs>
1: I'm so confused. So dude. Jay's
3: always said that he's got a a, a boy toy in at uh, at Wizards. So he was obviously over there visiting him at his office or whatever, and happened upon these things. So there's no way it's possible. In there's
2: also that mana. That manalith, which is like an obelisk, but for any color of mana, yeah. and to the right is that green uh, arachnid web enchantment.
3: So I that was pretty cool. But arachnus web, they they basically taken the idea of
2: um, um no, what was that card from Rise?
3: That's right. It was like a blue one that was one
2: I'm pretty sure, and I think it started with D, like Domineer, Dominate, or something. Yes. And it yeah, it was like one and or it was four four and two. Two blue, blue two blue and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like gain control of target creature. Uh if that creature ever has power of four or more, sacrifice this enchantment. I think, right?
3: No, sack the creature, I think.
2: I don't know.
4: Oh.
3: Anyways, so bottom line, green has creature removal. Yeah. So now you've got beast within and this to handle dudes.
2: Handle the sea of dudes. So it's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this this mana. I mean, this mana tide will be cool. The Arachnus Web will be interesting. I don't know if it'll ever see constructed play. It'll definitely be limited play though. And the Swiftwood Boots are definitely going to be in every single EDH deck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Stupid Rafik. I hate playing against Rafik. Giving him extra.
2: Frickin' boots is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that's gonna be bad news. Well, and there's the commander's helm already as well, right?
3: Yeah. You know what else is a lot of fun in Voltroning up a general while we're talking about commander is Ruhan. Ruhan of the Fomari, you hook that guy up, and he'd just be going crazy all over the place.
2: What's Ruhan?
3: Uh, He's the 7-7 guy for for 4 in the uh, white-blue-red deck.
2: Oh, the new guy.
3: Yeah, he's hilarious.
2: The guy that he has to attack at random or something? Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, he has to attack every turn and he uh, attacks an opponent at random. Yeah. But it's just so awesome when you like load him up for 21 and you just go, "Okay, guys. I'll yeah. throw this ha- helm of the or what a steel of the godhead on him and who's going to get it?"
2: And <laughs> yeah, like, it's not my fault, you can't be mad at me. That's yeah. right. <laughs>
3: That's a lot of fun. Anyways. Uh Jay, what about what about you? A couple uh couple standouts?
2: Sure, the Illusion Lord looks bonkers. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But the Illusion Clone definitely is going to be awesome. Uh, I think that card's probably even Constructed playable. And uh, what else do I like? Let's see here. Deep, deep derp deep derp derp de I definitely like the boots that I spoiled. I'm uh, <laughs> just going to keep plugging that all the cast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like the Illusion Clone for sure. I think that's really that's badass i think so for those of you that don't know what that is uh it's basically it's just clone uh but it's for two instead of for four and then it has the illusion clause so whenever it's the target of a speller ability you have to sack it um i don't know if everybody that's got a big boner for this mono blue aggro deck that's coming out is i don't think it's gonna be a deck like i think everybody's just an idiot but um i think this clone is just amazing and it'll be it'll for sure be in every edh deck um because like the the illusion clause isn't isn't enough to deter me from either generally like general ruling or legend ruling out your general or like for two uh, in blue no less or um or copying like a primeval titan or terrasted on that somebody else played or even like an acidic slime like that's not enough to deter me from playing this um, so I'm really really a fan of that um, I'm I kind of I'm really interested in angelic destiny I think it's the first kind of mythic and aura that we've ever had. Uh, I don't think it's good enough to be constructed playable. Like, I'm really upset that this took the place of Baneslayer Angel. Um, but it's an interesting card, that's for sure. Um, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. I'm really glad that Oblivion Ring finally got a core set printing. I Fuck think that. Yes. Uh, I think. I think like you know what? I think that Stoneforge Mystic and Jace wouldn't have been banned if Oblivion Ring would have been around to keep them in check. I mean, yes, they're in the same colors or it's in the same colors as that deck anyway. So, I mean, the argument can be made that it would actually make them stronger. But I think that Oblivion Ring could have kept Jason check for a lot longer than it was, you know, able to. So I'm really glad that Oblivion Ring's back. Really, yeah. about that.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think, a real quick comment about uh, some of the cards you mentioned so far. Like, mm-hmm. I think the the Illusions definitely not construct a playable, but I think that for savvy blue drafters, oh, uh, Mike oh. Flores the this whole illusion cycle it oh, as no. a limited it's function be bonkers. it's amazing right it's like going to be so good there will be people drafting the illusion deck and i think that that's that's a I very important thing to know there should,
2: be, you to should know. be too like if if you're not drafting <laughs> the illusion deck like and the thing is like if you if you get a bear on turn 1 right <laughs> And then, like, what's your in a draft? Like, your turn one is is probably a land go, right? So I'm I'm already hitting you for two in draft. That's really relevant. And I like, just in case nobody remembers Zendikar Worldwake drafting, (laughs) um, that was that was the thing. Like, nobody cared about bonds and nobody cared about removal in Zendikar Worldwake as much as they cared about simply draft everything that costs two or less and can damage your opponent. And it was the worst format. And I think that's what's going to happen with this illusion deck. Like, I can't imagine somebody having enough removal to simply stop me from having... Uh, I beg to differ. I don't think an illusion deck's going to be a deck. In, in, draft, lim-
3: in draft. In draft. Yeah,
1: why... No, why would it be? Because you have to you have you, the Lord to be relevant.
2: No, no, you don't, Jesse. In, in, limited, <laughs> there's, there's, in limited, there's not a whole lot you can do against a first turn 2-2 bear. Uh Gideon's lawkeeper is pretty good okay. answer at common.
3: So, so on that so on that note, like the white deck will have no problem handling this deck? Yeah. Right? It
1: well, uh, Lawkeeper is a pack one p- like pick one
2: but you, all, every but, time. The other thing is that you have to have all of the removal. Like you have to have all the targeted spells and absolutely this deck will fold to the lawmaker deck. But the thing is that the other thing that's really really going to be really savvy about the the blue players? And not so savvy about all the bum drafters like you. Because <laughs> I think I remember you fighting for a year about M11 drafts in blue. So yeah. just, just FYI. Um, cancels are going to be huge. Um, also, you're going to be fighting over the lawmakers and the removal spells and the, and the awesome cards with seven other players. I'm going to be fighting with Nobody. Over all of the ether adepts and all of the cancels and all of the bears on turn one and all the five five dragons for four, that if you don't have an answer for, you die. And, and the I'm blue not gonna, removal I'm not gonna be, spell, I'm not going to be fighting with any of that. you're going to
3: turn to frog the blue removal spell?
2: Yeah, like I'm not going to be fighting with anyone for any of these cards, right? Yeah. I, I think that it'll be almost like poison in the sense that, like, if you have more than two people. Trying to draft it, and um, and they're fighting over it, and there's not a whole lot of the cards. Then what you'll end up with is just two really bad decks that are focused on one mechanic that doesn't work. But if I'm the person that's getting the clones and the and like if I can get lucky enough to get uh, a lord, and it'll be like the deck that you know just basically drafted all the merfolk and played scroll thieves and beat you with one threes, right? Like,
3: okay, hold on, hold on a minute. Okay, we've got, let me just make sure that I'm not totally on crack here. <laughs> all of the cards in blue are just so much better than all of the other cards in this set, from a limited standpoint.
4: You've Pretty got,
3: approach, yeah. you've got ice cage for removal if you need it. Cancel. You've got, yeah, yeah. Turn, Turn to a frog. frog negate. You've got frost breath if you really need it, but mind you've control. also got mana leak. You've also oh, got yeah. mind control, which we negate. mentioned negate uh, like. This is stupid. Unsummon. Fuck.
2: Unsummon. Ice. Oh, divination. Even.
3: All right. No, so, ladies and draft. gentlemen, dra- draft blue, and you will always win. It's
2: fine.
1: Uh, that's what it was like last court set, and uh, a lot of the cards are the same. Um, do you guys want to get off a of limited? Because I got another card I'm really excited about.
3: <laughs> sure, go. <Yes>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? This is
1: funny. Yeah, yeah. Visions of beyond. Surprisingly, a blue card that costs one blue. It's a rare, instant. Oh, it's I'm, instant, I'm by right the way. Instant speed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys, it's a rare. It says instant, visions of beyond, one blue, instant speed. <laughs> you draw a card. Okay, so it cantrips itself. Pretty good at instant speed. If a graveyard has 20 or more cards in graveyard, draw three cards instead. Now... Okay. <laughs> Most people are probably gonna think mill deck, whatever, but my brewing self has a list on on the site, pretty much, called Bucket List. It was a blue green aggro deck with uh Hedron Crabs where you just milled yourself. Um this card is absolutely the card draw slot because I mean if you can't use it and no one has 20 cards in their library, it'll cantrip itself to maybe try to find that next creature to recur your Venge Vines. Um, I have high hopes. Maybe maybe in this set they print something like, well, it probably wouldn't be in the core set, um, but what is that called? Narcomeba? I think might be an Innistrad. <laughs> never
3: never going to happen.
1: You don't think they reprint that? It that? <laughs> listen to this, listen to this. Okay, it's an illusion. And, and they're, they're pushing the illusions, right?
3: Anybody that's played Dredge knows exactly what this card is.
1: Well, I understand that. I'm just saying I'm giving you reasons why I think it could be uh, reprinted. Okay.
3: Just because of the
1: fact that they have this mill theme and graveyard theme already leading into Innistrad. The the fact that it's an illusion is a big deal, I think, because they have the illusion lord and a lot of these illusions. So, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, And then they got Visions of Beyond, um, so they're just kind of like pushing all these cards, and then obviously the new Jace. I think it's possible they reprint it, and if that card does end up in standard for a couple months, this blue-green Vengevine deck is just going to be, oh my god,
3: sick. it's (laughs) It's fair to note that when this card releases until October or whenever the hell rotation actually happens, you can still play with Archive Trap. So, yep. you've, you've got that blue chancellor, which mills for seven if you've got it in the opening hand. They crack a fetch, you hit an archive trap, and you're off to the races.
1: Well, and, and if you main deck surgical extractions, you can just straight strip win conditions so fast. Yeah. I think not necessarily just like a mill win condition, but mill is like a disruptive factor. Um, with, like, uh, surgical extraction, as well as, like, having visions of beyond. So I'm really excited for the card. Obviously, it has legacy applications that I don't know much about, but KYT, you probably do. Maybe save it for crazy talk, unless you already have. Uh, But, yeah, so... I'm excited about that card for some reason, and it's blue. F me. I hate myself for liking it.
0: (laughs) I mean, like... 'Cause at worst it's a cantrip, instant cantrip, so absolute right. instant, instant.
2: Right. <laughs> instant, I'm not like, gonna play this over priority. Uh which isn't back. No, but but I'm not I mean I'm not talking about cards for October. We can talk oh, okay. about that in it, October.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Jay, I agree. I think it's a more of a niche card that like can fill certain decks or even be built kind of around in a sense.
2: Even even in your, even in your awful named deck yeah. Uh I would still play preordain just for consistency. Like I'd maybe do 3 and 1 maybe just to be cute and be like, "Oh my god, ancestral recall." And then all these nerds can be like, "Oh, well, j- joke's about ancestral recall." <laughs> um and I really want to hear that, but um <laughs> but my big like- thing is just that like preordain lets me go through at most 3 cards for, for with no condition, right? right? So that's the same and uh and then i can always like like i can always draw one bad card just like i can with this or i can look at the top two cards and i can pick which one i want to get like it's i think yeah. the consistency is always going to go over if i basically cycle this at the end of a turn like that's uh, pretty good i just i don't know
1: sure i partly agree with you uh the reason i wouldn't run prayer day over this in my vengefind deck is because you you throw you vomit out your creatures and you need card advantage. So like preordain is good at finding stuff you need, but you need card advantage too to like redump the board.
2: Yeah. So like I guess if you had twenty cards in your library or graveyard, then this card's really good in that deck. But
1: yeah, I mean, and that might be a tough condition to figure out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> what about you, KYT? What stands out for you?
0: Hmm. Besides Solemn. Um,
2: let's see. I hope that it brings down the cost of Solemn. I was really disappointed. They're,
0: they're pre selling
3: right now on Star City for five bucks.
2: That's good. Because, like, they're, I think they're eight before, yeah. right? Or yeah. ten or something stupid.
3: Uh, yeah, it depends where you buy them.
2: I, I, you know what? I'm really glad that they're actually putting cards in core sets and bringing back cards that are, like, e d h staples and I think it's very obvious that they're bringing them back for e d h and I think that's really awesome like I'm still bitter that they didn't support plane chase at all <laughs> and uh I'm still bitter about that and i'm I don't think I'll ever not be bitter about that, but um I think it's cool that they like put out a put out a commander set and then like right away put out solemn semicrum and included Greaves and soul ring and then they put out another greaves like that's pretty cool, yeah. Way to go, guys, doing things right for once. Wow, this set is (laughs) J-approved. J-approved, there you have it.
0: Um, Also,
2: it could be that mainly I just play only EDH right now, and so (laughs) I really like it when they put out EDH cards. (laughs) (laughs) Smallpox, did we talk about that? No, go ahead.
0: That's something I'm excited, because when it first saw play, it only came back, it only saw minimal play. When I played Death Cloud, now that, was ridiculous when i played that smallpox is just like a meanie version of a dev cloud so don't know how good it will be of course we talked before the show is every time we ask ourselves, is mono black coming back is it possible i mean i mean this has a lot of synergy with solemn of course uh yeah and uh, but will it be enough to push
2: mono black or, or- well, mono mono black needs a needs a coffers to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom line. Yep. Like until it gets something really abusable like that. No, it's not.
1: I think Jay's right. Overall. I mean, it's a close, it's not like
2: it can definitely win games and maybe even smaller tournaments, but yeah, like my F and M could be possibly won by a black control. Like that's, I don't have a problem with that. I just think that like, it's never going to be a top tier deck. Patrick Chapin's you're never going to send him your list and he's going to be like, Wow. Yeah, mono black is bad. Like that's never gonna happen. happen. Because he's gonna for go, sure. Where's your where's your cabal coffers? And then you'll be like, There isn't one in standard, and he'll be like, Oh, this is for standard? Delete your email, block you.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. Like really, like that's what I would do. Like
0: wow. <laughs> This is an interesting card. I didn't I didn't notice it. Monomania? Yeah, baby. <laughs> that? That's
2: freaking hilarious. Fill everybody in. Fill everybody in.
0: It's a uh, five mana sorcery, three colors, two black. Choose target player. That player chooses one card in his or her hand and discard that one. one. it. Mon- it's not bad. Monomania is such a bad name. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of is. bad names, <laughs> it's basically like a, I guess a splash more splashable, you know, mind sludge, right? Mind sludge. You sort of,
2: except for that, you could against the wrong decks, you could get no cards or one card here for five mana. Yeah, right. It'll be really good in EDH, though. <laughs> yes. just, uh, just just so that you guys know, it's going to be pretty good in EDH. EDH, EDH, EDH.
3: So, a couple of cards I'm really stoked about for EDH in particular are the uh, oh, EDH this the Sphinx of Unum or Uthum. Is that what it is? yeah Yuthun. it 's basically a five six flyer for seven mana two blue, and five, and when he comes into play, you get a free factor fiction <laughs> i love. yeah, that. I like that card, which That's is pretty cool. sick, and the artwork's good, so it 'll be decent in foil um, and then the other one that I think is really sick is the rune scarred demon. Which is, you know, sort of like its counterpart, which is two black and five for a 6-6 flying demon. Uh, When he enters the battlefield, search your library for a card, put it in your play, and shuffle your library. Like, you get a free demonic tutor on the back of a 6-6 beastie. That also goes really well
2: with that general that just puts demons into play for free.
3: Yeah, it should (laughs) also be noted here, by the way, too, ladies and gentlemen, that these are both rares not, not
2: mythics.
3: mythics and that these are come into the, these are enter the battlefield abilities. They are not when you cast it abilities. So completely abusable with your standard, uh, blink fair. So pretty sick. I'm excited about those and Riku. Yeah. Um, except for the black one.
4: Yeah. Well, what well.
3: I really like, uh, and, and some really saucy cards I think that are going to shake up, uh, standard here is of course, obviously we've got, uh, Oblivion Ring back. So I think that's that's fantastic. That's going to make a lot of decks uh, much stronger that, that really needed that removal. Um, rampant Growth is back. Pow!
2: Valakut! Yeah. Boom! Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah! Bring it on! Yeah! Mm. So
3: pretty excited yeah. about that. I know that uh, P-Sams is all over it. Um, I was pretty excited to see it because uh, just before uh, rotation and I realized that they weren't reprinting it, I went out and I got, uh, I got my hands on some old Mirage ones with like the nice deep deep ink and fucking dark green and it's sick art. So I'm pretty stoked to see, uh, to see it back so I can play those cards again. Um, other than that, Jesse, uh, I can't believe you, uh, don't have your hand on your penis for skin shifter yet. Skin shifter. Let me see. Oh, he hasn't seen it yet. Oh God. Skin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I have seen
1: skin shifter. I actually really do like that card i'm a little sketch on one ones in like a field full of so much red burn and arc trails and such but yeah uh
2: cards legit because the last like similar card was that guy that for one mana made it a seven seven in rise right yeah the Uh, gigantomancer gigantomancer yeah a lot different. They well, no, no, no. I, I just mean that it's like a it was a 1/1 one, one that had a, a really cool green ability, but it, it was still a 1/1, one, one, right? Like Yeah,
1: but this guy costs 2 and he's a 1/1 one, one, and then you can for a green you can choose one until end of turn, he becomes a 4/4 four, four rhino and gains trample. So that's swinging for 4/4 four, four, trample and 3, which that's is pretty awesome. that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. fantastic. Yeah. Um and or he becomes a 2/2 two, two bird and, with flying or he becomes a 0/8 plant. And then you can activate it once a turn. So you can do it on your turn and then your opponent's turn. So you got uh, like
2: block and then attack for four? That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: you can attack for four and then he zero a blocker the next turn. Um yeah. but you need the mana for it, so but it's uh pretty powerful. I think it's legit.
2: I think being costed at two is like gonna make it more powerful than that gigantomancer, which was fucking eight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy will be playable.
1: I think he'll be in some decks at some point. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Chancellor decks
3: want to cast him on turn one and be bashing with a four-four on turn two. It's almost like you're playing a stone. Witch oh Mystic.
2: god! Chancellor decks want to do anything relevant. <laughs> <laughs> they you want to. to they, they just
3: don't get there. Yeah. Um, it, two two more for EDH that I think are sick. Uh, Druidic satchel. Yeah, talk about I like versatility. So it's a three-casting cost artifact with two in tap. Reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put a one-one green sapling creature token onto the battlefield. If it's a land card, put it onto the battlefield under your control. And if it's a non-creature, non-land card, you gain two life. So it's like always winner.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. make you like discard or exile anything or anything.
3: Yeah, so it's pretty sick. So that'll that'll be a lot of fun. Uh the other one, of course, it's making a big comeback is Quicksilver Amulet. So there's been a lot of people that I know have been talking about is like, that, over in the did that the printed? Of,
2: That's even, yeah.
3: getting oh. Yeah, it's forecast and cost artifact, four and tap. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. So there's people talking about Jin taxing at the end of turn and making use of all of those sick ass praetors uh using this card. So it's going to be uh it's gonna be pretty sick.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty good EDH card. Holy! Speaking well, there's of good there's, EDH cards though. Go ahead. Yeah,
3: there's talk about that in standard.
2: Oh wow! Oh yeah, I guess. Ooh, gross. Maybe I'll just scoop. I think if <laughs> scoop. I get if I get Jenga Taxist on turn four, I might scoop out of standard. You know? No.
4: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
2: Seems awesome though. Like, yeah, uh... that does seem pretty good. <laughs> turn four, Terastodon? Boom! Yeah. Right. Oh god! <laughs> nice elephants. I don't know. That's more turn, that's turn more four. fun than that's more fun than Cobblade for sure.
3: Turn four, like you can get four mana on turn two pretty easily.
2: Yep. Man. Man, oh man. <laughs> <Anyways>. Oh. <laughs> that's pretty good. Speaking of like EDH good EDH cards, because that's gonna be a good EDH card and standard Don't concept. say
3: Scrambleverse. verse, I'll punch you in the face. No,
2: no, no. But um it's not even it's a it's a sleeper card from the before times of M twelve, is what I'm sure. saying. Okay. So <laughs> So uh I don't know if you guys remember a little card we talked about in our in our spoiler and that some other people have discussed. It's called um Oh, I had it on the tip of my tongue and now I've forgotten it. Fuck. It's the <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck. It's a blue card that every time somebody shuffles their library, you can look at the top two cards and exile oh, one. Oh. Uh I don't know what that card's called, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay, so that card. Just FYI, for anybody playing blue, that card is really good in multiplayer EDH, and is the the high nut against a green EDH. Deck. <laughs> like the I, high ha- nut the high nut. nut. Like I had a guy play that in the Zedru deck, right? The donate deck. Yeah. So he played it in the in the Zedru deck. I'm playing Silvos, right? And I'm basically playing Arch Enemy because it's Silvos, right? So I have like fifty eight, um, like forests out on turn three. You know what I mean? And so I go like I go like. Shuffle, like, search for uh, Forest, shuffle my deck, and he looks at the top two and exiles uh, Seaborn Muse. Then I do it again, he looks at the top two and exiles Concordant Crossroads. Then I do it again, he looks at the top two and exiles, like, Terastodon. After exiling Terastodon, he exiles, like, Worm and Duplicant. And, like, I was just like, fuck, I guess I have to Crows and Grip this. This is the worst. But, yeah, no, that card's really good in EDH, by the way, people. (laughs) Men- <laughs> I can't remember what the fuck that card was called now. Damn it! Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: So one, I, I, another one as well that I'm thinking seems pretty good is uh, for EDH is Mind Unbound. So it's the it's the six cast casting cost blue enchantment two blue and four. Beginning of your upkeep, put a lore counter on Mind Unbound, and then draw a card for each lore counter on Mind Unbound. So like yeah. I just I just feel like this is. You know, it's one of those enchantments you just kind of throw out there, and it eventually gets ridiculously out of hand, especially with all the proliferate nonsense
2: that you're capable of. People, for some reason in EDH, are leery to, like, like disenchant something that's doing nothing at the moment, and, and because of that, they yeah. let it stick around for a long time until it's too late, and then they're like, oh, I guess I crows and grip your, your thing that you drew 20 cards off of, and then you're like, okay, that's fine. I drew 20 cards off of it. I don't care. I kill you. Right cuz like yeah. even after the first turn that's just like the same as the shrine and people play that that blue shrine in blue decks. Right? I mean that's no yep. that's no worse than Frexian Arena which every black deck plays.
3: Yeah. So uh they reprinted a one-sided propaganda. Yeah, I saw that too.
2: But it's like it costs 6 though. War Pandemonium, Pandemonium. Yeah, Pandemonium.
3: yeah but that's great. It's it's only one. It's it seems like it could be pretty strong. But it had 6 though. War Storm Surge, ladies and gentlemen. One red and five enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player. Now, I don't know if you uh, are aware of this, Jay, but uh, they wrote this flavor text just for you.
2: Oh, yeah. Maybe it says, as a gift for spoiling that card.
3: It says, listen to the roar, feel the thunder. The Immerstrom shows its <laughs> approval with every bolt of lightning. <laughs> is the name of one of the planes in plane chase. So they wrote that just for Jay.
2: Pow. Pow. See, then they're giving yeah. me some plane chase support after all. <laughs> 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 That's it. That's cool. it. That's all I get. A little flavor text. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent.
3: Now, uh, KYT narrow sideboard discussion. Ready? Ready. Timely reinforcements. How good is this against decks that play turn one goblin guide? Uh, one blue, or sorry, one white and two sorcery. If you have less life than an opponent, you gain six life. If you control fewer creatures than an opponent, put three one, one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield. Huh. This is an uncommon.
2: Hmm. I mean, it it could be pretty good. People were playing survival cash. Right. Right, right. I don't know. Like I think that's probably six life is
0: quite a quite a lot. Six that's what is,
2: a lot. Not, like I thought it was actually two life just out of default for being a white life game card.
3: Right. But so and that's the thing. I mean, think about how many times you know you've played, I mean, I, I can think about how many times I've played an obstinate bailoth against like a red black vampires deck and they just go fuck. Yeah. Cuz they're like wow, that guy's huge and it's four life. This <laughs> is like this is like six life and a bunch of dudes.
0: Should have called it sea of dudes, but it's not blue. Sea of
2: dudes. Plains of dudes,
3: fields, fields of dudes. fields of dudes. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I'm calling it that. But because it's so narrow, it might not actually see play. Because right? like, it, it's true yeah. because it actually doesn't. It doesn't do anything unless you're behind. Which, yeah, which means that like you could spend your turn casting this, and they could just counter it or pyroclasm or kill your guys or attack. Like if they have three tutus, they don't care anyway. Or you know what I mean? Like like it like. It doesn't do anything unless you're already behind, and so...
3: It's incredibly narrow.
2: Yeah, like, it it could be dead cards in your hand, right? Like, people were still, you know, kind of opposed to main decking um, artifact hate when Cobblade was around because it turns out to be dead cards in your hand if they don't... If they're doing things that don't require you to kill the sword, right? So, yeah, I don't know. And, sorry, it's it's gain life. It's gain six life if you're behind on life. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and get eight,
3: three one, one white guys if you control less creatures.
2: Less creatures, okay. So yeah, like, I mean, it I would be really good against a turn one Goblin Guide, but the thing is, then, really, the turn one Goblin Guide um, has probably done enough to you that, like, like yeah, you're, you're only you're, negating you're... that six life anyway. Yeah, no, it's right? true. Like, um, I think it still could be interesting. I think it'll be a really good limited card, like... That's that's going to be pretty good in Limited, I think.
3: Yeah, so on the note of corrupting Limited, <clears throat> much to Marshall's chagrin, and I'm sure he'll be spouting off about it later, as he has been on Twitter, but they went ahead and reprinted Overrun, <laughs> and they did it at Uncommon again.
2: Yeah, it's been Uncommon since Odyssey. Who cares? Because yeah, it's... Because you're a bad drafter, and you are going to lose to it. Is that what yeah. you're no, but, no, 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 no. Why am just... Why didn't anybody complain about triumph of the hordes being an uncommon that card's better than overrun
3: no 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 plus one plus one isn't that relevant
2: and Trample not... and poison yeah but Hello? it's not in that block it's not as relevant as fucking three three it super is it super is I would take triumph of the hordes in this set over overrun in this set I cut your life to ten even even if I'm not playing a poison deck you lost half it the, the spell reads cut <laughs> target target player's life in half then <laughs> if you have three guys, kill target opponent. Really, that's what it says. <laughs> yeah. And like overrun doesn't say that. Overrun says play this card. Uh... Guy that's a better drafter than you sideboarded in fog.
3: That's interesting because I every time I've read overrun, it's uh tap five and wind. I, I don't know. Every time I played it, that's what happened.
2: So I, I mean, I've I've done it too. I'm just saying, like I also have gotten overrun played against me and overwhelming stampede at rare. And yeah. I, just, I just go fog. Right. But the problem
3: with... Here's the thing. The problem with, with Overrun at Uncommon is that you get the green mage that fucking plays three of them.
2: Yeah, because the other drafters are bad. You can't complain about that, though. You have to complain then about the people you're drafting with. No, that's fair. Right? Like, like what, what was the first thing you learned as a drafter? The very first thing that you learned? Because the first thing that I learned... Take a card and never, pass it along? Never pass Overrun. Yeah, That's the first thing I learned. Before I even knew how a draft worked, the first thing I was told is you don't pass over and you don't <laughs> pass mind control. And I was like, oh, why not? And somebody was like, because they're the best cards ever. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody's getting three of them, like you're, em. you're just, <laughs> fuck them, you're doing it wrong. Because <laughs> oh, you're the, you're, the other thing is, you know what? I've never heard Marshall or anybody else for that matter complain about getting three of them. <laughs> right? Did you hear that? That was the gauntlet. That was the fucking gauntlet, right there. Chalons, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, it sucks. I've, I've had, I've played against those decks before, where the guy gets like volition Reigns twice, you know, in the draft because you know he cut blue in the in the second pack and the third pack, or or the first and second pack, and so people passed him two volition Reigns. That's the worst. But then, like, I would never do that. Right? like I would never open up a, a, a pack and pass an overrun and then get my second pack and be like, oh, there's another overrun in here. I guess I'll pass that too. But Jay, you're the limited champion. Okay, how about this? I'm the limited champion. Everybody out there that's not the limited champion, don't fucking pass overrun. And if you have to, because it's like, I don't know, Grave Titan or something over it, which is just an example, that might not even be better than overrun, I don't know, then you don't pass the second one. <laughs> How about that? Okay, there's some free advice from the limited champion. Don't let the guy to your left get 3 overruns cuz Scott is mad about that. So Scott's drafting with people that are doing this.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I I don't draft at all.
2: Well, there you have it. It's, okay. it's gonna be annoying it, at the pre release when some guy opens yeah. three of them. That yeah. that is... <laughs> what the fuck? You know, like...
3: Six packs of M twelve, you're like, Oh, I got three overruns. Guess yeah. I'll splash all these forests. Yeah, exactly. I'm playing red black, but I'll splash the green card. Yeah.
2: He'll be the guy that you know, it's like the it's like the guy that opened, you know, Garrick and Liliana, and like, oops, oops. Guess <laughs> I just play them though. Splash all these swamps to just beat you.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, so I, I think, the, I guess I can kind of sympathize with that in the pre release sense. But other than that, like, I don't care about it being at, like, at uncommon at all. Like, and mind control. People have been bitching about mind control being uncommon as well, but it always has been. Yeah. yeah. So where is that coming from? What are these people? Ugh. This pissed me off. Also, I think Jesse's mic broke for good. He's just been typing things in the change in the in the little chat window. There. I don't
3: I don't see anything <laughs> typed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm here. Like
2: the, oh, okay, I see the pencil going and then it goes away and then uh, uh, you've had, you were having static problems before. So I figured you were just out of it.
0: Yeah, my mic is kind of bugging. It's kind of annoying. It's funny we never talked about this cast about. So we never ranted about bad players screwing drafts <laughs> or something. It's you know what. It, it happens all the time. It's yeah.
3: like going to a casino and sitting down at a yep. blackjack table with people that don't know how to play blackjack oh, and you're like my. and you're like sitting there you're ready to go and there's three people that are good players and they yeah. know when to hit and they know when to stand and they know when not to fuck the table by taking another card and things like that. And then Little Miss Blue Hair sits down next to you with her fucking change purse and puts hit her me. little $100 chip on the table and goes, hit me! Hit oh me. my god, I'll fucking hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Or like yeah.
2: the, guys the guys that stay in on like seven deuce offsuit on a rainbow rag flop and yeah. fucking, and then they like, they somehow get a fucking flush on that and they like just devastate you and you just want to flip the table and kick them out of your face.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Luck-sacking donkeys.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, those people are going to screw up your draft. So that's, I guess, that's a that's a valid concern to have overrun it at, at uncommon. So <laughs> many bad players are going to even more now. <laughs> You're going to have to yell out before every draft. Yeah, don't pass <laughs> fucking overrun. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Holy. Well, that was like Cody Crossman. He came, he, he lives in like Saskatchewan. So he's only in Calgary when he's going to school. So he came back, uh, after like going to, to like, I don't know where it is. Rose town or something, some fucking ditch water town. And, uh, he fucking he comes back to draft and he gets a seventh or a sixth and a seventh pick called off a flame fiend after people have been passing him just ridiculous amounts of uh red removal, and he basically just like he just like goes crazy nuts about it, and I'm like, yeah, Cody, that's what happens in drafts like you know i i I'm sure that the drafting is really different when it's the top eight of a pro tour. I would like to think that anyway, but like yeah, don't pass fucking overrun twice. <laughs> oh,
3: they did it! Oh, they did it! Okay, so sorry to interrupt like like this, guys, but uh, they just spoiled the new Garrick.
0: <gasps> oh. oh, what? Yeah. Oh man. Yes, yes, yes. Link, so link. It's, what, <laughs> so it's
3: so so here it is. So Garrick, primal hunter, t- three green and two. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. For, plus Where's one. The link. Where's the link? Oh, it's right on the homepage. Okay.
2: Yeah. okay. Nobody cares. Yeah.
3: So it's so it's two it's it's overrun cost for three mana planeswalker so it's way less good, way less good. Plus one, put a three Ooh. three green beast token onto the battlefield. So now we get stronger instead of weaker by putting out the dude. Minus three, draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. That's good.
2: Mm, that's okay.
3: That's pretty good. Minus ADHD. more ADH cards. <laughs> minus six. Put a 6-6 green worm creature token onto the battlefield for each land you control.
2: Oh, man. King Robert is so happy about this card. Who? Silvos. Oh. I call him King Robert. It's a Game of Thrones reference because that show is the best show on the planet.
3: Agreed. The books are really good, too, by the way, for those of you that are literate. Um,
2: There's no pictures of boobies in the books, though. Just FYI, for those of you that are literate.
3: Yeah. (laughs) so they've now given us all five walkers so what do you think of garrick primal hunter oh i'm sorely disappointed at
2: five casting cost (sighs) yep well five casting cost for three that's pretty rough actually i guess i mean he lives he, he lives out of a bolt though right like he comes down, and you either draw a bunch of cards, who cares, and he uses a, like a draw spell in, in green, which is fair, or he comes down and makes a beast, and then you can't bolt him, I guess. I don't know. But He's, five is just too much, I think. Balakut might disagree. But... <laughs> like... The the next block's power level is a lot lower, though, honestly. It is, yeah, it is. Which is, it's so stupid. Like, every time that something happens at Wizards, it seems like they have, like like, they're just... They either have no memory or they're too sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, last set wasn't too powerful. Let's make this set mega powerful. Oh, the last set wasn't too powerful. Let's make the next one just godlike. Oh, oh, we had to ban something. Let's neuter the next set.
3: So uh, there's another one that just got spoiled. Evan Irwin got his spoiler. It's uh, Grand Abolisher. Too white. Rare. Human Cleric. 2-2. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. Wow. So it's uh, City of Solitude on a stick.
2: That's really good.
3: Hmm. Oh, Kibler has another take
4: on
0: Blue-Black Tezzeret. A starting point. And Brad Nelson's highly recommending his uh, mono-green, mono-blue, rather, architect deck. He's advocating that? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try it for sure. Huh. I mean, I think it's pretty
4: good, but... Huh. It plays Batterskull.
3: Three of them in the board.
4: Because
3: wow. in that deck, it's actually a dude.
2: It's so funny, I haven't heard of Batterskull since they banned Cobblade, actually. Like, no one's been talking about it, but it's still an amazing card.
0: Yeah, I still love it, yeah. It's the other colors Bane Slayer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah.
2: How much does it even cost? Five?
0: Five, yeah. But the fact that you can, like, if it dies then you can make anything else like a Bane Slayer? Yeah. It's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> so, so you guys, I gotta share this play that I was in the daily, sorry, but I gotta share this play with the Gur deck. Okay, so I was playing against Red Deck. Gur. I got uh a, a Obstinate Bayloth on the board. Um, I was at 13 life he dropped he had a uh, shrine at 10 he just dropped a koth and then um attacked with a uh, goblin guide ember hauler and the the so he tapped out basically and attacked me down to i think like four but he was tapped out and he just thought he'd win with the shrine next turn well I top deck Splinter Twin, put it on the obstinate Bayloth on my turn. So I gain four, I go back up to like nine or ten. I the life's a little I lost that, but uh so I attack and kill the Cough, And then I have birthing pot on. I sack the obstinate bailoth token for a slime, blowing up his shrine. Huh. And so he has a goblin guide and I am back at ten life. <laughs> Pow. Pow is right. Anyways, back to the Shitty spoilers.
3: (laughs) He's so dejected over this Uh, Garrett card.
1: Dude, come on. They (laughs) fucking constantly screw green. And then when they try to give us something like Vengevine or Thrun, they're just total dog shit.
2: Okay. I mean, not dog shit, but then then they throw out... Benchmine's been in every single deck Jesse's ever built. It's total dog <laughs> shit. Just FYI for you. That's why I don't play his decks.
1: It's not total dog <laughs> shit. The fact that they printed Titans is total dog shit. The card would have been insane, but then they like decided to just completely trump green by giving every other color what green does. What, I'm bitter. What's am like bitter. fatty? Yeah, just fucking
2: hella fatties that are other <laughs> <colors>. <laughs> Hella fatties. So, I forgot Actually, it's 1995.
3: Like, they gave you Primordial Hydra, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Sweet. Let's double up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's double up. Double up. (laughs) Double freshness, man. Oh, my God. Fuck, that thing is so vanilla. (laughs) I'm just bitter. I'm just a bitter old man. That's all it comes down to. (laughs) You old
2: bastard.
3: Yeah, I was a... Well, the good news is is that your Gurt deck doesn't have to go through a lot of tweaking because it's uh, pretty much about as good as it's going to get at this point. Well.
1: Uh, partly, yeah. I, if Solemn, well, however the hell you say it, is uh, gonna be good in the deck for sure.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll see. I don't know. There might be some gems I'm not seeing yet. Whatever. The deck's so powerful, dude. Every other deck's just gotta catch up to it, so that's fair.
2: What do you guys think of Solemn in, uh, Valakut? Will it make the cut? He costs four, right?
0: He might yeah. make the cut. Like Jerry mentioned it. And then there's some when you're really screwed out of a green and and he's like a color solution. Like if they spreading seize your ass or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I the mean, other
2: thing I'm thinking is like, he, if he caught, co- if he costs four and he's a guy, like he can at least block while you're waiting for your sixth man. I like, cause a lot of times I find like you keep a hand and you ramp a little bit. And then like, sometimes you pause on five or you play your Titan and it dies. And then you're waiting to like get your next guy and they can aggro you out. But if you had like a, another blocker, like and this guy okay. even helps you, right? Like,
0: yeah, you draw a card. It's pretty pretty solid.
2: And, I mean, like, even late game, he's not a bad top deck because you just go get a mountain. Yeah. Right, and he just deals damage at that point. So, like, even then, it becomes a four-mana four, four mana guy and bolt, right? So, right. Yeah, like, so I think, it, I think it might be good enough. Cody Crossman's trying to shop me a list of Valakut that plays Genesis Wave. So, you know, I I
0: thought we discussed on this show many times, (laughs) we've discussed many times on the show why it doesn't work.
2: I thought so too. I thought so too, but I guess he's, he's trying to shop it more, but I guess the thing is if you can play less instants and sorceries and play more guys that go get lands like Solemn, I mean, I don't know, maybe Mm -hmm. it does work. I don't think it does. I just, he's trying to shop me the ideas.
0: How can you not play Ramping Grove? Yeah, I don't,
2: (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is a good point rather. There are like Colony Heart yeah. Expedition, Solemn. Uh, yeah, and you just play the Adam walls. To... You
2: could, you could play. Right, right. You could even play. Um, you could play Cobra in there too, right? Because if the Cobra comes in with a bunch of lands, and then you're like, oh, well, now I came in with one Cobra and a Primeval Titan and a bunch of lands, and then I just play another Primeval Titan off the free mana. And it's like it's almost like Genesis Wave uh, with blue. Like it's almost the same kind of idea, right? Right. So I don't know if it'll work, but I, he's trying to shop me the idea. So we'll see. I mean, I got nothing to lose at M, so <laughs> I won't be taking it to a Star City Games, so that's for sure. <laughs> also, Jesse, how come you don't just play Valakut? That's got green in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that evil laugh. It's nothing but green. Yeah. And mountains. It's green and mountains. And fatties. You like fatties he loves fatty you like green.
1: <laughs> oh sorry sorry i was muted the uh i dude i've always i've always struggled with this dilemma i'm like dude it's a green deck and it's like super dominant and uh, i just can't do it it's gotta be the worst deck ever it's just so bo- no i mean like it's a good deck I hate it. it always beats my decks and that's why i hate it so much but the I, it's just so boring and just Ugh, vomit. It's the same fucking game every time. And it's not fun at all. So that's why. And Primeval Titan's the only cool card in there. Actually, Harrow's pretty cool, too.
3: Shout-outs. KYT, take it away.
0: Okay, shout-outs to you guys. This was a really fun episode discussing uh, the upcoming cards. I'm really excited. For me, the limited applications really matter. Come Nationals, um, I'm going to be have to be really prepared, and uh, if the strategy is as simple as just trying to force and hope to force blue, that's gonna help you know minimize the time that I need to test for a limited portion. I mean, standard the U.S. Nationals is gonna happen before us, so probably gonna wait till that shakes up before doing anything. But uh, excited to once the set spoils to go over the cards with you guys and really see if this illusion deck can can really shape up, like seeing having to if you play the illusion deck like you got to draft ice cage really highly to stop the uh lawmaker guy so yeah you know there's that like ice cage has to be really high on your list and not just auto lose to, to one single card in an opponent's deck and uh shouts to early shouts to whoever i'm gonna see at the canadian month magic tour in montreal i don't Really know how successful it was. It's going to be because the one in Ottawa, this, the organizer put a lot of money into getting uh, the Scotiabank Place set up. This will be a different, you know, a normal sort of tournament setting, and uh, I just hope it's a success. I'm done.
3: Well, I, I'll definitely uh, be there at Nats. I got uh, I got the go ahead to, to bird you guys for one day, so I'll probably be there on. Uh... I guess the Saturday or whatever and hang out with you guys all day and I'll make sure I pack a cooler and I'll dad it up for you. So
0: MTG Dad. Yes. yes, please. You're going to watch me while hopefully it's like, I'll be XO heading to day two, <laughs> making you proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I, like I said,
3: I've got the one day for sure. Saturday's probably the best day for value and other I'd likely be able to get in some side events and shit too. So should be fine. Um, about you, Jesse, before your mic like dies on us. Yeah, yeah. Um shout outs. I do
1: have one that I'd like to give today to uh MTGO Academy. Uh cool website. I actually didn't know that they uh they have a daily auto update to mtgonline.com, but it's kinda laid out more organized as far as uh what 3 1 and 4 0 the dailies during the day. So that was really cool if uh you're after your deck lists. Um you can go to mtgoacademy.com, or more specifically, my favorite feature is dex.mtgoacademy.com. Uh, so that was pretty legit. Um, and I'd like to shout out to Birthing Pod, because it's the fucking balmy artifact. <laughs> That's all I got. I hate you
0: fuckers in your silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot one shout out of mine. Uh, uh, someone that Jesse knows, Prologue Theory. Yeah, uh, that guy's really legit. I mean, he seems to own most of the cards, like like I do, and I think Jesse owns a lot of cards as well. And uh, we test a bunch of different decks, and like he plays fairly fast as well. Really and uh, got got a bunch of games, and yeah. and got a real good feel of different decks. So huge shout outs to his real name is yeah. Milton, and uh, you know hope to see him contribute in some shape or form to get his name out there. So uh, Prologue yeah. Theory, shout outs we- to you we uh shouted him out last week too or I did oh I missed it That's That's
1: he deserves it he's a boss
3: so speaking of deserving stuff for being a boss I gotta give another shout out to uh, Brian over at Half Price Hobbies I uh put through another order um and sure enough it's due for delivery like tomorrow three day shipping these guys are absolutely legit mad legit I've been able to uh Pick up a whole bunch of shit from these guys, so you guys should make sure you're doing the same. And uh, the customer service every every time they uh, they earn and re-earn my business. So for, for coming from me, that's that's got to be something. So make sure you tell them the A team sent you. Pow, 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 motherfucker! Pow, uh, Jay. I'm just gonna run with these shoutouts if you don't mind. I'm just gonna. I don't have very many because I've been living under a diaper. Sure. On oh, that don't. Walk <laughs> with the last. Good work. yeah it's been pretty insane uh so um shout out to all of you that have helped keep me sane uh sam Stodd and a few others on twitter i i, I downloaded uh duels of the planeswalkers yeah boy and uh, so that was good and of course i played the turbo land deck and Of course I get blown out by car in Game 1. And so I tried him again after I got back from running my errands. And yeah, smoked the living hell out of him. So it was pretty good. But uh, Duels of Planeswalkers 2012, good game. I'm impressed with with what they've done. I'm now slowly working through the Arch Enemy campaign. But uh, shout out to the random guy at fucking EB Games that told me that I really should be playing Fallout New Vegas. I'm a bit of a Fallout fan, so I just kind of put it in the last couple of days and it's been awesome. So I've literally just been sitting with my daughter playing Fallout New Vegas. So shout out to my wife for not kicking my ass out the door for doing it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> shout out to you guys for still allowing me to, to be part of this every week. You know, I love pretty, you, Mr. Scotty love you. Shit.
2: I don't think we have a choice. You're our dad. If not, you'd take us away and ground us.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> and how
1: else am I going to eat?
2: Yeah. That's right. <laughs> And he rides to school in new books.
3: (laughs) Anyways,
1: sounds like like you read. Like
2: you read. (laughs) No, no, I'm the the oldest, so me and dad, we call porn books. That's
3: how
2: you keep it it on the DL from little little brother and sister.
3: (laughs) So um, also uh, shout out to all of our listeners. Right. So absolutely everybody that, uh, that listens to us and continues to support us. Uh, this is why we do it is for you guys. So, uh, keep, keep listening and and we'll continue to, uh, to put out a good product. So
2: Jay, take it away, man. Sure. Uh, I would just really quickly like to give a shout out to, um, Mike Brower, who is the owner of Phoenix comics in Calgary. Uh, he did, uh, he's doing a really good job and, He's kind of picked up a lot of slack since um, uh, the big pre-releases are over now. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like in Calgary there'll be a... Um, another one for a long time. We were kind of trying to throw around the idea of getting a couple stores together and just going to the same place so it still had that same atmosphere. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen, but he's been really good about doing legacy tournaments and F&Ms for free and, uh, with prize support as well as, uh, Wednesday night EDH league with achievements. And, uh, for those of you that didn't see, I posted a picture earlier of the, of the packs that I've won. Um, so he puts up these packs and, uh, of the packs that I've won from EDH achievement night. And in the last about, I'd say probably six weeks, I've won 44 packs at least those that's not counting the ones I gave away and opened. Uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like yesterday I won yesterday. I got eight packs for $5. So I don't mind those odds at all. Um, and I, and I just want to give him a big shout out for that. Um, big shout out to Brandon McKay, who has been helping me with my own EDH achievements, uh, trying to get that started at Broken City on Sunday. And, uh, it's been going really well too and created some really funny achievements. And, uh, who else do no, I want to give shout outs to? Shout outs to Carrie Dan for always making, uh, making the good editing cuts and getting that, that right stuff flowing. It's really, really, we don't thank him enough. And I think it's really, he just does a really great job. So, and again, thanks to all our listeners because it's really, uh, it's really great to at least have something to look forward to throughout the week since I don't have a fucking job. So I really look forward to hanging out with you guys every Thursday. It's my guys night and I wouldn't give it up for the world.
3: Oh, and happy Canada day, Canada. Cause it's uh-uh. fucking Canada day right now.
2: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. 4th of July. You come later.
3: <laughs> nice. But that's it. That's all I got. Alright, guys. So that uh, concludes episode 42 of the A-Team. Catch you all next week. (coughs) (laughs) They've basically taken the idea now of, um...
2: Wow! Whoa. Wow! Somebody died. <laughs> that, that, oh, that be big Brother trying to quash the podcast since I was the spoiler of the. Looks Thunder. like
3: looks like Jesse's mic has a uh, power <laughs> greater than four. Got stuck in Arachnus' web. We just mentioned it. He uh, craps out.
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh, Rosewater uh, shut us down. <laughs> <laughs> but we God will damn not it. stop. We are pirate radio.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.